National best-selling author Jacqueline Thomas has done it again with her new suspense romance, Evidence Uncovered, a cold case. With young New Orleans women turning up dead, FBI agent Lanier Barrow is sure that the Crescent City Strangler is back. But proving it to distrustful lead detective Daniel Jordan means she must hide her tragic connection to the case. And with their uneasy partnership already troubled, even more dangerous secrets will put their lives on the line. Go get your copy today by going to Amazon.com. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Lady B, or as some of you like to call me, Pastor Bree. I'm here today as we are celebrating our one-year anniversary this month as being a podcast where many of you have come to be restored. Uh, today's episode is a playback, and we are going to be listening to one of my good friends as she talks about her comeback season, her losing everything, and her having to have the faith in God to know that everything that she lost, God is faithful enough to restore. And so I pray this episode blesses you. I pray that you get something out of it. And wherever you are in life, always know that God is whatever you need him to be. I really enjoyed my life. And it wasn't until life really hit me that uh, I realized that all of the work and everything was pretty much for nothing. My house was going through a short sale. I had lost my job at the group home. And that one situation caused a trickle-down effect where I had just bought the house and was about to lose the house. I lost my car. I pretty much was losing everything. But... In the midst of me losing everything, I learned and I relied on God. I learned more about God. I relied on God. Um, and everything around me was really going downward. So I thought, well, I got, you know, I'm relying on God. I know God better now. Why is all of this happening to me? Um, I, I really thought that I was doing the right thing, which I was, I was doing the right thing, but because I was praying more and talking to God more, even in the midst of that confusion and the midst of everything just going downhill, I found me, the, the real me. I learned the real me. I learned what I could endure. I learned what was important. And in learning all of that, God set me up for, um, a breakthrough. I had a marriage that wasn't the best marriage. Uh, my husband was a, a felon. Uh, he had a drug addiction and a mental illness. So I really dealt with real turmoil every day. You just really didn't know who you'd get. And God delivered me from that marriage to where my ex-husband actually left. He moved to another state and then he moved to another state and then to another state. And our marriage was over. I was able to do a divorce on my own 
Um, I didn't have to get an attorney or anything, but he kind of just left and went somewhere else. And that was the best thing that could have happened with me and my daughter. So in that, in the midst of all of that happening, I'm going through a short sale on the home, lost my car. They actually came and picked up my car. Uh, husband left, uh, went to so many different states. I can't even remember which state he landed in, but went to a lot of different states. All of that stuff happened to me in 2010. But in the same year, the end of that year, around December of 2010, I um, got a home care agency, which I had purchased from my aunt. And I pretty much just sold everything I had. It was, I didn't have much. I had already lost my, the house. The house was going through a short sale. Uh, the Toyota Camry was picked up. So I had lost everything that was of value, but I was able to sell clothes, purses, furniture, things like that, and was able to get the uh, home care agency. And the rest is history. It was basically where God took a bad situation, taught me who I was during that bad situation, and within a year changed my entire life it he changed my entire life to the level of what i was making at the group home for a year i was later making that per month so god changed it to where everything that i lost he actually doubled um the home that i lost was a three-bedroom two-bath home and I, I wound up moving into a new home this year that's 17 rooms and six bathrooms. So everything that happened in my life, it, I didn't understand it. But then I, when I started to pray and rely on God, even in the storm, just praying and relying on God and listening to what God said and not what people around me were saying, God showed me exactly what he would do for his children. And I always thought about it, just like I do with my own kids. You know, I try to do the best that I can for my kids. When they ask me for something, I try to give them what they ask for. And God does the same thing with us and in our life. He actually does better. He's a, a much better parent than we are. But he would give you your heart's, your true heart's desire. He will allow you to see people. He'll allow you to see different experiences and see what you can grow out of those experiences. Because every bad experience, with dealing with my ex-husband, it was really bad. Uh, where I was pregnant and he had punched me in my eye over the way I cooked pork chops. Because I'm not a cook. I'm a terrible cook. And I was six or seven months pregnant and got pretty much knocked out over pork chops. So I experienced the bad end, but God showed me the good end later. Amen. That's uh, such a powerful testimony. So um, something that you had said about going through your experiences and learning who you are. A lot of women that are listening to this podcast right now are going through some um, terrible um, situations and um, are in some situations with uh, husbands or boyfriends or just in relationships that are really tearing them um, apart in, from the inside out. And so they're losing their identity. Um, 
how did you really go about finding yourself again and really discovering who you are in Christ? Well, when I was going through the domestic violence, I didn't even realize it was domestic violence. I didn't, when you see the commercials on TV about um, domestic violence and abuse, domestic abuse, you always think not me. And we always think that a argument, a push, uh, even a slap, we don't see that as domestic violence because most, some women actually hit back. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see the, the abuse. But when you, when you go through fear of sleeping, when you're sleeping in your own home and you're afraid, you sleep with kind of one eye open, uh, that's not the way to live. And we don't know sometimes that the person that we're beside is actually a, a tool of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And um, the enemy will come to us with, with what's attractive to us. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't even understand that I was in a domestic violence situation until my first hospital visit. And that's when I understood okay, I, this is domestic violence because the actual social worker was talking to me and I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want them in my business. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could handle my own situations. So I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to talk to friends or family because I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I knew enough to be embarrassed. I knew enough to feel like I don't want to tell them that he actually said this to me. So it was always kept within myself, my own home. And at the time, I hadn't had my daughter yet. Mm -hmm. So I would hear the things and say, well, hmm. And I would talk to his family because his family knew him. Mm -hmm. And they knew uh, his history. I didn't really want my mother to know who I was with. But once I began reading the word more, praying more, God would give me ways out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time he was starting an argument with me at Walmart. And I had my daughter at this time. And I said, you know, I'm not going to go home with her. And he's acting this way. So what I did was I went into Walmart with my daughter and he sat out in the car. I called one of my friends to pick me up from Walmart. As soon as I got in Walmart, I told him to meet me at the garden section. My friend picked me up from Walmart. I left the car and him, went home, and me and my daughter had a peaceful night. He didn't realize that I had left until maybe an hour, two hours later, and I was already at home. But I did not want, I knew if I can go in the house and he wasn't in the house, I could have a peaceful day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times with women, they don't understand that is abuse when you cannot rest in your own home. If you can't go into the kitchen and fix a meal without it being a confrontation, that is abuse. And a lot of times women don't understand that. But God showed me a way out. And I actually kept praying and asking God to sever the relationship. Remove this guy from my life. And I'll be okay. And God did just that. One day he just moved. 
And I knew it was God. I knew it wasn't anybody because he didn't listen to his parents, his siblings, nothing. I knew it was God. Mm-hmm. And prayer is such a key to everyday life. And especially when you're in situations like that, because God can do the supernatural. Yes. Um, no yes, matter if we talk, we can talk to everybody, mm-hmm. but nobody has that real solution but God, because we have to feel a peace within ourselves mm-hmm. in order to even make those moves that we need to make. Because um, being a victim myself, I can say I was going to leave today, but within myself, if I wasn't at peace, I knew I would be right back right. in that same situation. So talking to people is never an answer. Not for me. Right. You have to really either. Yeah, you have to really make up in your mind. You have to have that relationship with God so mm-hmm. he can give you the strength from the inside. Um, but praise God because you got a wonderful husband now. Yes, yes. Talking to people really it didn't work in my favor. It just made the individuals that I was talking to hate him. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't help my situation. So yeah, now I have a wonderful husband and we get along and we we do things together we're growing um continuing to pray to pray because i know you can always stand to grow a little more mhm mhm amen and that's with everyday life period you know if the in, uh, individual stays the same and they never have growth then there's a problem but mm-hmm. with god you're going to always grow amen. um amen. and so um you have, like you said, you have your children and then you have your businesses. And I know you to be a very, very busy lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still make um, time for your children. Um, even when you're tired, you still make that time, that quality time with your children. And I know you still make that quality time for God. Um, and I think it's very important for people to realize that if you start your day off, because I know you to be very faithful in the morning, to spend, start your day off with God, and then you're off and running um, yes. from then on. <laughs> Um, and so if, um, talk about, um, if you don't mind with, um, the women about how you started that, um, discipline with spending your first time, your, when you wake up in the morning, spending time with God. I started that in 2014 mm-hmm. in 2014 at that time, I'm already running the home care agency. At that time, I only had one home care agency and Myself and Tina and Phyllis, we will all get together in the morning. First thing in the morning, pray. Ask God to guide us throughout the day. So in that little short prayer time, every morning, Monday through Friday, it developed a hunger to spend more time with God. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would get up in the morning, 536 o'clock. I would read my word. And I, I use the Bible app. So I would read different Bible programs and pray before I would let my feet hit the ground in the morning. I made sure that I showed God that, that appreciation. Just, just like we would do when, when you have kids. And, and I learned a lot about God through being a mother. When you have kids and you hear them First thing in the morning, good morning, mommy. It's like I thought about it and I said, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing with my father. Mm-hmm. I did. I don't have an earthly father, mm-hmm. but I had a spiritual father. And I'm like, good morning, God. Get up, read, learn more about God, talk to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would talk to God just about anything. Mm-hmm. It could be the outfit that I was going to wear 
What am I going to wear today? Mm-hmm. What should I put on? And it just that little conversation would show me how God works. Because in 2014, I can never forget how I wore a scrub. I had said, God, what should I put on? And I was like, okay. But I wore a scrub suit. The scrub suit that I had on was something that another lady, I seen her in the store. She mentioned my scrub suit, asked me where did I work. I told her, and she is still now working with me. Mm. So the outfit that, that God directed me to wear brought me a new nurse aide. We met new clients together, everything just off of an outfit. So things that may seem small, it may, it may seem small, but God can use even those small things. And that's what he wants. He wants to have that, that real genuine friendship. He's not looking for us to just call on him when we're in a jam or call on him and tell them. I mean, picture talking to your own friends or your own father Mm -hmm. and just calling them up when you have a problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't not even want to answer your call. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one thing that I always tell people get out of that habit of just calling God up when you're in a jam because I wouldn't want you to do it to me. And I I really believe God just really wants that connection. And with the connection, you grow. Like you said earlier, you grow. You're able to discern if this is God or if this is you or if this is just the enemy. Mm -hmm. Who's talking in your head? You know, so developing that relationship, that friendship, and, and being able to identify with God and knowing that God really cares about the little things. Even uh, an outfit, a hairdo, whatever, mm-hmm. just discuss it. Hey, got my new hairdo today. I look fly. Mm-hmm. What you think, God? You know, <laughs> so just that conversation goes a long way with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. It was something you said about, um, and we're not going to talk, touch too much on that but you um was saying that you don't have a father um i wanted us to talk about just talk just mentioning that about forgiveness how did god walk you through um some of the things that you went through as a child and growing up and even as an adult how does god deal with you because what people see you as they see the success for you mm-hmm. but they don't know how you had to um struggle and the things that you went through um, because God, oftentimes, before he gets us to our destiny place, we have to go through a process. And the process is not the same for everybody. Right. Um, you know, Isaiah um, 41, uh, Isaiah 41, 43, um, when he talks about, you know, you can, you're going to go through the fire, but you won't be burned. You'll walk through the waters, but um, they won't overtake you. And so that's a part of our process. And so we might have to go through the fire, but we won't get burned. And so how would you tell a woman that, you know, she knows that God has much more for her, but he's telling her you have to let go of um, of anger or you have to let go and uh, forgive this person because forgiveness is not for that individual. It's always for us so that we can remain free and not walk in bondage. Um, so how would you walk through that with some of the things um, that you've been through? Well, the the way I was able to uh, forgive my father, he had actually passed um, in a car accident. And 
I never got to talk to him. I never got to say, hey, I know who you are. I never got to say you weren't there for me. I never got to ask the question of why. I never got any of those answers. But what brought me peace uh, with the whole situation, with the whole situation, just not having a father, having a mother to do so much on her own was her strength. Like God showing me through being a mother what it takes mm -hmm. to be. And once I had my son and uh, with my, my new husband and my new relationship, I saw a father. Mm -hmm. I saw the dedication. Right. So seeing that that dedication and, and seeing that bond mm -hmm. healed me. And I, I think that's, God wanted me to see that Fatherhood is hard, and some people run away from it. Right. But he also wanted me to, to see the, the work that he puts into the fathers that stay. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just at peace with the situation after after that. And I think that's good because um, even where you're at now um, in your life, you couldn't walk fully in the fullness of what God has for you if you continue to hold on to that. Right. Because in, you know working in healthcare. Uh, we see a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. by you and your position in your company, you see extra stuff mm -hmm. um, and some, um, things that sometimes you don't want to see. Right. Um, and so if you carry it just from that situation on into the business now, you would have probably let some folk go because you would see how they're not being a father or a mother to right. their children. Um, I think that's really good. Um, also, I wanted us to talk about... Um, you know, even where you're at right now and the things that God has blessed you with, uh, what would be some advice that you would give to other women that are seeking to get to a level of where God is wanting them to get to? Because success is not always success is not always about just um, you know your material possessions or things like that. But you got to really, really own it on the inside because we know a lot of people that are very successful, but they're very unhappy, mm -hmm. um, even though God has placed them in this place. But it's still something that they feel like they're missing. So what kind of advice would you give some of the ladies um, about when God does bring them to their to their place of where they're supposed to be in life? Have an attitude of gratitude. Um, I know that's cliche and you hear it so often, but it goes a long way. You have to look at yourself. When you're, when you're thinking of God, you always think of the golden rule, treating others like, like you want to be treated. And being a parent just taught me. It taught me so much. Because if one of my kids asks for something and I see that they took care of the first item that I purchased, it's not broken, it's taken care of, it's not lost, Mm -hmm. then I'm willing to, here you go, to the next item. Mm -hmm. Now, if I see that they complain about it after I purchased it, I may not get them whatever they ask for again. So just having that that thankfulness. Uh, I realized uh, over the weekend I was praying and talking to God because in the new house I had a uh, leak in my basement. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what in the world? Because I didn't want the water to get on my couch in the basement or get on the carpet. And I began to complain. Mm -hmm. And God showed me my complaint. And I stopped and I said, I'm sorry. Because this is not that serious. It's not that bad. 
uh, and found out today it really wasn't serious at all. But sometimes we'll ask God for something and God will grant, give us that. And, and then we'll start complaining about it. Well, you know what? Think about yourself. If your kid asks for a pair of uh, Nike shoes and you get the Nike shoes, but then they say, well, that's not the pair I wanted. You're going to think twice the next time. And, and that gratitude is missing a lot of times with a lot of people. Uh, a lot of us are blessed. And for me, I remind myself that I'm not sleeping under a bridge. I'm not sleeping in a shelter. Um, if my car does something crazy, I say, well, oh, well. You know, I look at it and I look at how God blessed me with seven cars and not just one. If one mess up, I can go to the next. He's always blessed me. He's kept me full. And I, be I believe some of the reason that he keeps me full is because I'm always so grateful for what he's doing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. If it's something, I, I mean, it could be something like a pair of earrings. Uh, and it could be a pair of earrings that I got from any little, any little place. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm so happy by it because I remember a time when I couldn't have it. Mm -hmm. I remember a time where I didn't have uh, food. I didn't have, I didn't have anything. And I can still remember, like I still remember the little girl walking the streets. Mm -hmm. I, I still remember being unseen. So now, yeah, I'm a little closed off. I only deal with a handful of people. I am a true introvert. I just appear to be an extrovert, <laughs> but I, I can remember just being invisible. Mm -hmm. So because I remember that, I am a little reserved, mm -hmm. you know, but just having that attitude of gratitude works. It works in my favor all the time. Yeah, and I think um, something that's really key that you said is that you never forget where you come from. Right. And a lot of times people get to that, that level in life and they forget where they come from. And so they begin to not only be ungrateful to God, but they start mistreating people that have, are coming from a situation that them themselves have come from. And what I love about you and how God uses you is that you're always sowing. So you're always, God bless you, but you're always blessing um, and so you, you, you work very hard to um, see those that you feel as though others don't. And so you have a very unique way of making people feel important. Mm -hmm. And when you have that, that special kind of gift, it goes a long way with the receiver mm -hmm. of that gift because you empower them to go forward. Now, when we are always, we know that everybody doesn't receive uh, right. the way that we want them to receive, but it doesn't never change you because you just always remember, uh, you know, I remember when. And so I think that's really, really important. And that's, I believe that's why God just tremendously blesses you the way he does. Um, and, you know, again, and people see um, where you're at, but they don't understand how there's a song, Mary, Mary sings, and they talk about uh, where you see I think in the, the some of the words are you see what I what I um how I dress or how I do this but you don't know how much I stay on my knees mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um that is such a a key to um maintaining and being content in all things like Paul says because I know what it was to be hungry and I know what it is to be full mm -hmm. um and when you can learn those spiritual principles your life is just at peace whatever stage of life mm -hmm. you're in because you're still the same 
little girl that you were because even growing up i can remember you know you were still in your little giving out and being a blessing to so many um, people that were in need and trying to make everybody feel important so uh and that makes me think about a person's character um sometimes we wonder why we haven't reached the um, places that we need to reach and it's because our character yes you know and god is saying no your character is not Right. You know, I need you to correct your character. And then even if you get there, you're not going to stay there because your character is what's going to bring you down. And you have to have the correct character even to, to be sown into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've learned I've learned that by giving, when I, when I give, it's easy for me. It's not because it's a small amount. I've given a lot. And it's because I know God. And I know that when when he tells me, give this, I know that he's going to replenish. Even even before before the, the business, if I had peanut butter and you had jelly and Tina had bread, we're going to put this together. Let's make a sandwich. Let's not just one of us eat all the peanut butter and the other of us eat all the jelly and the other one just eat bread. A lot of times I... I feel like what we miss as humans is the ability to share. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get so caught up in the this is mine, 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 and that's just that's not what God intended. He gave each of us a um, a, a gift to share with other people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It's not just for yourself, and that that reminds me of the parable of talents. We have to understand that in order for it to multiply, we do have to do more with it. We can't just bury it, even with our gifts, even with our finances. I tell my kids, be a giver so that you don't have to be a receiver. Mm -hmm. And and they don't really understand, but they will. They'll understand. It's it's just a a way of life. And I I tell my kids, my my employees, uh, my work team to... Make it a way of life. If you have 10 of something, give somebody one. Uh, so that, one, you feel good. You feel good when you do it. Sometimes it's good to just give it anonymously. A lot of times for me, I give things anonymously because I really don't want you to even know it's me. And I and I see God do incredible things when it happens. And I always seem to find out the person's reaction when they received it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a good thing. And I, it makes me feel good yeah. to know. And before we go, I wanted us to talk about, you have a nonprofit. Yes. And so your nonprofit has done so much within the community for um, those that are the recipients of it. So can you tell us the name of it, um, what you guys do, and, and if, if somebody wanted to come and be a, to donate, let them know how they can do that as well, because I think it's wonderful. My nonprofit is Samaritan's Heart, and Samaritan's Heart works with children. Uh, Samaritan's Heart used to work with adults, uh, used to work with putting families in homes, and we had, I remember one year we had put 30 families in homes, furnished it, utilities, everything. 
And the next year, maybe five families remained in the home. And then the next year, no family remained in the home. And I realized that we have to uh, have education on what to do with wealth. It's not about the money. It's about the process and what to do in the process. So because I wasn't able to really dig into that, I began working with kids because the year that I lost my mom, was the one of the hardest years of my life and i sat there and i was talking to my cousin and she had just lost her mom three months earlier and we were talking about it and i said i wonder how can a kid take this when we we on the inside of us we our hearts were torn torn apart so we began doing the remember me christmases where we would do the Christmas gifts in honor of the mother that had passed away. And on the gifts, it was anonymous. It was all anonymous. But on the gifts, it would say, from mom in heaven. And the kids, I mean, just to hear about the excitement of the kids. And it was people that we didn't know. We didn't know them. They didn't know us. But we heard of their incident or uh, of their loss. And we would uh, surprise them with whatever, whatever they wanted. One year, I remember we purchased PlayStation 4, games, clothes. I mean, clothes that would last like two, three weeks worth of clothes. So that the parent, the, not the parent, but whomever was taking care of the child, a guardian, if they didn't wash but every two weeks, this person still got nice outfits. And, and we didn't purchase things that we wouldn't wear. We wouldn't even accept gifts that we wouldn't take. If it was a gift of um, jacks and a ball, I didn't like jacks and a ball when I was a kid. <laughs> right. So I didn't. I didn't give that as a gift. I gave the kid what they had on the list. If what was on the list was a fifty-inch TV and a PlayStation, that's what the gift was because we wanted. We wanted them to feel good. At the end of the day, for everybody, we I, I, and I tell my employees, my children, my administrators, if you made someone feel like they weren't worth it, that's wrong. You have to make sure everybody walks away from you feeling like something. Mm -hmm. So with the kids, we made sure that they had a great Christmas in, from their mother, and we still we're still doing that program this year we're uh helping a family i don't know her name i don't know any of the details i'm trying to find information uh she had eight children and she had a car accident mm -hmm. and died and left behind the eight children so we're trying to find uh, the kids and whomever's affiliated with her so, and then we'll take that Christmas list, list and get everything that's on the list. We won't leave anything off. Mm -hmm. Make sure they have it. And um, a, lot of, a lot of people work with us wrapping the gifts. Some people drop off gifts. But we just really want to make sure those kids uh, have a good memory. Because it's, it's a very hard time when you lose your mother. Mm -hmm. And so I know last year you had um, people who came together with you and helped you to sponsor some children. And mm -hmm. so it's always good when the community comes together and yes. see the need 
and unifies and do what they need to do um, to help sponsor the children. Mm-hmm. And so if some one of our listeners would like to sponsor, um, would like to donate, or maybe perhaps even volunteer, volunteer the services, how would they go about with um, getting in contact? Is there an email address or a, a website that they can go to? Uh, the, I have a website, uh, Samaritan Hearts. It's uh, it's not Samaritan's Heart. It's Samaritan Heart. Without the S. Uh, yes, without the S. Dot com or the email. Uh, they could contact uh, email P J A L S T O N the number eight at gmail.com. Okay, and I'm, a, I'm of course have all this information in the description. So if you guys wanted to um, grab a hold of the vision and help um, push it and help support and sponsor some of these children because we know during the holidays, if any of you have lost your um, parents, how hard it is, especially around the holidays um, when you're looking for um, things to be given or you're looking for your, your mom or your dad and you know that they're not going to be around to... Um, celebrate these holidays with you that's a very lonely and um sad time um even as adults like she said so um please again look in the description and if you find it in your heart please sponsor um donate volunteer your services um all of that is welcome and so i just wanted to take the time and thank you for joining us for our podcast i enjoyed it thank you for having me and so i thank you um all the listeners and Um, Please don't forget to leave a comment. Please like us on whatever platform that you're listening to us. Please don't forget to rate. If you have questions, um, you can always email Brianna276 at gmail.com. And until next time, don't you forget to take the moment that you have and inspire another woman. You never know what a smile can do. Thank you for joining us for another podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed you. I pray that those of you who were in need of some encouragement received that on today. Her testimony is outstanding. Again, thank you for joining us. And also don't forget to leave a comment. Uh, Go to Facebook and subscribe to our Facebook page, The Healing Place Podcast. You can also find us um, on every major podcast platform. Don't forget... Go find us and subscribe. We have a YouTube channel. Please go there as well and subscribe. And also, remember to please share the episodes. Share, share, share. It costs you nothing to share. Again, this is how we're celebrating. We are doing some playbacks. And I pray, I pray, I pray that your souls are blessed. And as always, remember that I am praying for you.